Ladies and gentlemen, we're back in the uh, the red seats for the, the third episode with Mr. Houston. Welcome. Thank you very much. Good to be back. What are we going to talk about today? And, uh, let's just run through feasibility quite in depth in terms of uh, what you go through. Yep. Um, just to give the listeners a bit of an, an overview. Obviously, you can do the, the napkin feasibility. Yes. Um, but let's go more in depth when you actually find that site and you're trying to obviously make it all stack up to, to give you confidence that you're obviously when you go to sell that property, you're not gonna go bankrupt. That's it. So, um, two hats here, uh, one being the developer, one being the sales agent trying to sell a development site. Now, for both of those hats, of course, I'm doing a feasibility on the site to ensure that it's, if it's worthwhile to present to my developers or not. Now, one thing straight away, just so everyone, all the listeners know is, sometimes as the agent, you are stuck in the middle where you've got a vendor who may be very ambitious on price, and then you've got the reality, the development numbers, um, telling the, the, the emotional vendor a totally different story. Uh, look, it's my job to, uh, one, get the business, uh, because look, I've got to present the opportunity to my developers for them to do their own due diligence, okay? Um, who's me to tell someone else what a property is worth when it's their professional advice, professional, professional opinion on what the site could be worth to them because they might be able to build it differently. They might have an uncle who's a, a consultant that may be able to do it cheaper. So I have a general understanding of the feasibility. Um, however, I would never ever present my feasibility to a developer to them um, say, look, this is what it's worth because who's me to say that? I think that's outside of my, uh, my regulation as a real estate agent, so that was just a disclaimer. And everything I say today uh, is obviously a disclaimer in relation to I would always recommend doing your own due diligence. But let's dig deeper into the feasibility. So let's start with the three key components that I've talked about previously, but they are the behind the napkin three components that I think is very, very important to even go to the next step in the feasibility. They are what the estimated acquisition price is, how you can get that, ask the agent straight up, what will buy this property? Or have a look at the price guide and you can then put that into your feasibility. Maybe do it the conservative way, put the top end of the price guide to see if it works at the top end, then you can always go backwards. Then you look at the build costs. Now, BMT, tax depreciation, cal uh, cal the calculators on there, that does help give you a general estimate However, I would definitely build a relationship with a great builder uh, to understand what a per box value is, put that into your feasibility. Then obviously you get to know a really good agent who knows the sale rates, the square meter rates, the end product rates, so then you can plug that into your feasibility as well. So they're the three main components, but I'll pass it over to you now, Blackie. Yeah, beautiful. So just uh, capping that off, obviously having some really strong relationships, whether it is the sales agent, but also your builders is super important. Absolutely. I mean, builders are probably even more important right now because look, with our sales data, pretty much every agent out there is, 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 is going off the same data, realestate.com, domain.com, RP data or price finder. Uh, you as the consumer, you can pretty much find most of that information, but I guess a lot of the off-plan sales, well, they don't always get published until settlement. So the actual live data, you may need to know an off-the-plan agent or an agent who has, you know, is doing those sales to understand what the sale rates are there, because that's the true value is today's market. By the time it settles, it could be two years down the track, and that's a totally different market down there. So it's probably very beneficial to get a great relationship with an agent. But with the builders, look, they're seeing the latest trends. They're seeing the latest cost of jip rock. They're seeing the latest cost of roof sheeting. All of these microeconomic 
um, factors that go along worldwide. Uh, these are very important to you and your feasibility calculator because they may not just vary between zero to 5%, they could vary from zero to 30%. And now if we're after a 20% margin, that's going to mean that if you do the development, you may go backwards 10%. So what's the point of doing the development with all that risk if you're gonna lose money? So that's something that you definitely need to check. You need to have a great relationship with a builder. Gotcha, gotcha. So you've got the relationships, you've, you've found the property through the through the agent, now you've talked to your builder, you said yeah, this could potentially stack up, then obviously nothing happens without, without counsel. So let's just go through the actual DA process and some costs involved in that. Yeah, so the councils, look, um, there are costs in every different council. Every different council have different costs, okay? Um, you will have a, a long service levy, uh, you will have a contribution fees. Now these contribution fees are helping the greater community with new parks and gardens. Uh, that'll help with uh, streetscapes, curb and guttering. Uh, all of these different little elements that this contribution will go towards and the developer needs to make sure they factor that in. Now, um, you know, the cost can be quite substantial and I, and I can't give you an exact number because it does vary from council to council, but to check the contribution levies, you can go onto the council websites and find those numbers, but you ne definitely need to incorporate those into your feasibilities because they can be tens, twenties, it depends on the size hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially. Yeah, absolutely. And then well, let's talk about like architecture costs, um, yeah. any other personnel that you sort of got to um, think about when, when looking at a, at a site? Absolutely, I mean, you've got to look at your consultants. So uh, you can break it down into you know, two different sections. We can t break it down into the DA section to start with. So to obviously lodge to a DA, you need to firstly go to a town planner and architect and create some concept designs. Now those designs need to ensure that they fit under the, um, the local council's uh, regulations uh, for what you can and can't do. And that's factoring in the zonings, the floor space ratio, the landscaping, the visitor car parkings. There's so many factors and you definitely need to reach out to your town planner or architect to ensure that you are on track with those. But then off the back of that, you have BASICS legislation, uh, that, that's the, um, the, the you know, windows, uh, how thermal they will be, what sort of light will come in, what sort of heat rating they will be. Uh, you need to check the acoustics, you need to check, the, like I said, the landscaping requirements. Uh, you need to check all of these things. Now, your town planner and architect, a lot of the time can advise you on where to go and when to go to those, but each one of those consultants will have a fee engineering that's another big one in relation to your levels your relative levels your surveyor to make sure you know the exact size of your site so there is a big list and if you do want a, a, a an example of a list of these please reach out now we can share you a list of what consultants you do need to and when to engage them and then you can break it down into CC costs. That's your construction drawings. That's the drawings that once you've got your DA, you've been approved from the council, your CC, that is the drawings that you can then present to a builder and get some formal pricing. You can get the plumbing, the electrical, the you know air conditioning, you can get all of this priced up so then you can then start getting tenders for what builder you're going to go with and what price you're going to get. Because at the start, it's really just an estimate. It's gotta be pretty close, but the estimate is off the DA, the CC will really get you a locked in price. So would you say you've gone through you know, part of the process and then spent a bit of money without even knowing if it's gonna stack up just to give you confidence that, look, if it doesn't, 
Um, we've obviously spent a little bit of money, but it's worthwhile just in case we don't you know, go all in. Absolutely. I mean, especially on the bigger jobs as well. You know, I've had uh, developers look at sites and they start engaging quantity surveyors quite early on in the piece to ensure that the construction costs uh, are on point. Look, my experience is, is that I would still reach out to a builder, someone who's on the coal face building each day, um, just to get their advice first. But yeah, for sure, I mean, when you're looking online, you're seeing a site, I would engage an architect and they may cost a, a few hundred, a few thousand dollars to just give you a concept plan of just a, a real rough indication of how many townhomes, for example, can fit on this thousand square meter block. That may cost a few hundred bucks, but you need to know that to then go to the next stage, whether or not you're gonna buy it. Because if it's a six townhome site against a five townhome site, well, the feasibility is gonna outweigh and maybe a five townhome site doesn't work at all, but a six, it does work. So that extra hundred dollars or whatever you've spent um, on that architect to get you that concept plan, that may be worth its weight in gold to then at the end of the day, get successful with the site, go through the process, see a 20% return at the end, that could be a very lucrative uh, few hundred, few thousand dollars at the start. Absolutely. Um, and then coming down to, to selling costs, what's involved in obviously selling the property? Yeah, so I mean, the selling costs uh, obviously can vary depending on the agent, depending on their skill set, of course. Um, if you're doing off-market, if you're engaging a buyer's agent straight away, there's also channel agents, especially in Sydney, uh, who do have a lot of investors who do come invest in Newcastle. Uh, but look, your general selling costs, you've got the agency costs, you've got the solicitor or your conveyancing costs, uh, any closing costs associated with that. So you've got to incorporate all of those into your feasibility as well. Now, if you do want a basic blueprint of percentages, please once again reach out um, because it does change and vary per council. But to do a, a feasibility, we, we do have a checklist on what we look at and what percentage, for example, the closing costs, for example, for the DA and the CC, CC process, um, we have percentages on those so that you can do feasibilities quite fast because in this market, speed usually wins and the longer you generally take, it may take longer and then essentially you might have another buyer come in and over the top and then you've got to negotiate with that buyer. So speed usually does win there. Yeah, funny you say that. We've just, uh, we had offer acceptance on our property and then unfortunately the client took a little bit too long and now another buyer's come in and um, potentially gonna have to increase our offer. It's going to cost five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand more. Yeah, exactly. it's a big cost. Yeah, um, and then everyone loves a bit of GST, so that's obviously another important factor. To Absolutely, this in. is one that you definitely cannot miss. Um, it's one that I commonly see. Uh, GST ten percent. You know, so it's a big, big percentage of the whole pie. So one thing that I would always engage is an accountant, an advisor, um, to ensure that you have that covered into your feasibility study is extremely important. Anything that, I, that I've missed that you think could uh, to add on? Yeah, look, I think that the biggest thing is, is um, I said this in a previous episode, is, is by having the end in mind first, okay? Um, that is so important because at the end of the day, we need to know who we're building for and why we're doing it, okay? Um, I know in the last two years, we had this market where everyone wanted to be a developer. Now the market softened and now I'm seeing these first-time developers in big, big trouble because they built these townhomes um, or sorry, they haven't built them yet, they've designed them with an architect who may not have the experience, and, and essentially they built these castles that when I come and give them my price, unfortunately it just does not weigh up. So I believe engaging these consultants, even though it may cost a little bit at the start, especially if you're starting out, um, 
engaging them early in the process to ensure that you're not building castles for a, a place in Shortland which only requires 110 of internal space. Listen to what the agent is, because the agent's on the coalface speaking to the buyer. So the, so the agent knows what the buyer wants. So instead of building 160 internal in Shortland, maybe 110 internal could work. And that could actually be, you know, 3,000 a square meter take away, that could be $150,000 worth of savings in construction for a buyer that you're targeting, maybe a first home buyer investor. So those key elements and to get help early, I think is number one most important. So if everyone's wanting vanilla ice cream, but you only have chocolate ice cream, that's it. What's the point? Well, that's exactly right. You're, you're, you're wasting time and money and you can get yourself in a bit of trouble if you don't go out and seek advice from these professionals in the market. Gold, absolutely. Mate, uh, thanks for your time again. Listeners, once again, we'll get a lot out of it and until next time. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it.